You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. the oracles of God, I speak with grace that only God supplies. Your word comes with light. No inaccuracies, no contradictions, no errors. You shall divide that word precisely and accurately in the knowledge of the Christ. You are exalted. We are edified. In Jesus' name, amen. Take your seats. Ah, glory. Glory. Yeah. When we gather, 12. When we gather, 12. What I tried to do regarding when we gather 11 was to just make you understand the purpose of the place. Yeah, so that is what I just opened up to us with when we gather 11. Praise God. So all of us would understand that the fact that we don't have a temple mentality doesn't mean that when we gather, we take our appointment at the place for granted and behave anyhow. Are you getting the point? Is that very clear? Yes. So at the place that we meet, so many things will happen because we have chosen that place. So what it is is that we have set that place apart. Is that very clear now? And because of our presence there, the consciousness of God is also there. Is that very clear? All right. You must understand that everything God does is because of man. <laughs> He so loves us. He doesn't have to gain anything. And that's why we know he loves us. Because he is God before we became men. So he doesn't need us to be God. <laughs> he doesn't need us to be God. But it is for his show of love. Praise God. Is that very clear? All right. Okay. And that's why we must meet together in physical gatherings. Sometimes we can use technology for our advantage, but it cannot be the substitute for the physical gathering. Is that very clear? Yes. And each and every one of us must have that understanding and let it be entrenched in us. That's why you realize that even when there are persecutions in nations, and Christians are being persecuted, they find a way to meet. Some meet in caves. Instead of using online, they still find a way to meet, to have the physical gathering. Yeah. So we must not take our gathering for granted. Is that very clear? All right. So in our gathering, there are different kinds of meetings. There are different kinds of meetings. The first regarding our gathering is the evangelistic meetings. So we gather 
to go for evangelism. It is part of our meeting. It is not for a selected few. Of course, people will coordinate it. Just like every service is coordinated. But it doesn't make them the ones who are called to that. All of us have been called to evangelize. Is that very clear? The instruction, Matthew 28, 18, Mark 16, 15, John 20, 21. Is that very clear? All of them were giving us as believers, not to a selected few. So we come together to reach the unsaved. In the evangelistic meetings, we come together to reach the unsaved. Acts 2, 14 to 41. We all know what happened during the day of Pentecost. And that was an evangelistic meeting. They were having prayer meetings before. But then the moment the Holy Ghost came, the first meeting was an evangelistic meeting. Get this very clear. And you must understand, therefore, what the work of the Holy Spirit is. And we're going to be talking about it. So you see, they were expressing themselves in the Holy Ghost. But it was not just for praying. <laughs> why were they praying? For what? We now knew the reason why. It gets us, he gets us born again to get others born again. <laughs> he gets us born again to get others born again. So Peter stood up with the 11, Acts 2.14. And shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, my fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. You need to clearly understand what's happening here. 41, those who believe the word. Those who believed the word. So you need to know what's happening here. He preached the sermon. Praise God. So all of them went for the evangelistic meeting. True or false? How many were there? 120. And all of them went for the meeting. All of them. Peter just spoke, but all of them went. Is that very clear? And the day numbered 3,000. They were all baptized and added to the church. Praise God. So, some of you have still been taking the evangelistic ministry for granted. And the evangelistic meetings for granted. You do when you like. And almost every time, we give ourselves excuses why we should not. It was the first meeting. It is the reason we are born again. He got us born again to get others born again. Look at Acts 8.5. Philip traveled to a Samaritan city and preached to them the wonderful news of the anointed one. Praise God. Philip was not a pastor then. He was an usher. He was an usher. So you can't say, I'm an usher, so I don't go for evangelistic meetings. As for me, I've been called to usher. As for me, I've been called to sing. As for me, I've been called to play instruments. As for me, I've been called to do this. So me, we don't go. No. And look at the word. He traveled. He did what? Did you see that? So you don't say, oh, as for me, dear, if I have to evangelize around my house. Yes. Around my house. No, then I'm good. Pastor, it's too much. Why is it that we always, let, let me do it around my house. Pastor, I'll be souls. It's souls you want, Pastor. The day you chose the place of meeting, then you can choose where you want to evangelize. Is that very clear? They didn't call comedians and singers and people sharing food. Did you see anything like that there? The first time we saw Peter, what, what, what did Peter do? He preached the word. We saw Philip. What did Philip do? 
and it is characterized by signs and what? So there's no place for sharing of food. There's no place for singing. You see, when you compromise the instruction, you would have to live up to it every time. Did you hear what I just said? When you compromise the instruction, you'd have to what? Live up to it every time. Is the reason why evangelism has become unnecessarily costly. And you don't know what we do when we do that. The moment you go and give them food and you don't sustain it, their hearts are in the food, not in the word. Number two, they actually think they are doing you a favor. Listen, and that actually is the most dangerous. It is the reason why most believers think they are doing their pastor's favor by coming to church. Because of how they were warned. It's a major problem to the hindrance of the gospel. It's a devil's trap. Do you remember when Jesus, after preaching, gave them food? He didn't give them food to come and listen. He gave them food after what? Preaching. Even after that, when they followed him, he told them, you are following me because of the food, the bread I gave you. And he said, your fathers ate that bread in the wilderness. They died. They perished. Eat me. I am the bread of life. So he's teaching us that in evangelistic meetings, we allow the people to feed on who? Him. The focus must be on the word. When you go and they tell you, oh, if you don't give us food, we will listen. <laughs> tell them, listen, I came here and what I have is greater than food. When you eat the food, you will go to the place. Maybe even before I leave here. But what I'm giving you will save your life forever. What I give you will take you out of prison, out of bondage by the devil. What I give you is giving you eternal life. It's priceless. It's your food. We don't do comedy. You call people to come and do comedy. And then when they finish, then you preach what? And say, then I preach the gospel. And then the people have laughed. Ah, they have cracked their ribs. Now they receive the word. So every time they come to church, what should they expect? The day you are serious and you are not funny, I'm ah, sorry, I'm here there. Say, church, oh, pastor, oh, pastor, no. Say, say, if they do Yes. Okay. Somebody will say, the anointing is no more there. Praise God. Are you here with me? Stick to the purpose. Say stick to the purpose. Okay. So it is not a meeting for believers. It's a meeting for all. They are the reason we meet. So we believers go so that we can reach the unsaved. So they are the reason. So we are going for them. We are not going for ourselves. Let it, let it be clear. And we don't go and preach sin. Tell me where they preach sin. Please, tell me. Which of the evangelistic meetings did you hear them preaching sin? Listen, instead of preaching sin, preach Christ. He is the focus. When you preach sin and you think it's a good sermon, it only brings remorse. It doesn't bring repentance. There's a difference between remorse. Oh, oh that's the way I am. Oh, 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 tomorrow they come in, they go inside because you preach to the flesh. You didn't preach to the spirit. It is only Christ that changes. 
It is only the spirit. How can you talk to a dead man to live when you have not given him life? The person is dead. He doesn't have what it takes. So he can only remorse. Show remorse, sorry. That's it. He can't repent. The spirit is not wired for the soul to be transformed. Are you here with me? So focus on the purpose. Say focus on the purpose. Second Corinthians 5.21. What does it say? He who knew no became for us. That is what they need to hear. The one who knew no sin has become what? Sin for us. Praise God. In order that in union with him, we might share the righteousness of God. So always stick to the purpose. Always do what? The second meeting is the regular teaching meetings. What we normally do during Sunday services. And in this meeting, the believers are the focus. Okay. That's why most of the time you realize that even when we ask that who, is, who needs to be saved, we don't get anybody. It's not because we don't go for evangelism, but it's because they receive Christ on the field. So they come in as believers. They come in as brethren and as sistering. Is that very clear? As sistering. You didn't get my English grammar. <laughs> Acts 2.42. Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion, not your communion, and coming together regularly for prayer. Hello. Is that very clear? Yes. So it was something that all of them did. Every believer. Is that what they said? So every believer must come for teaching meeting. What do we do at the teaching meeting? We train the believer that all men be saved. Second, uh, second Timothy, uh, first Timothy 2 verse 4. That they might what? Come to the knowledge of, of the truth. And that truth there, the knowledge there is the accurate, precise knowledge. Okay. So it's very important. When you are saved, you have to come to the teaching services. And that's why we said it is regular. Watch what he said. Every believer was faithfully devoted. Faithfully devoted to the teachings, following the teachings of the apostles. And their hearts were mutually linked to one another. Say mutually linked to one another. Acts 5, 42. And nothing stopped them. They kept preaching every day in the temple courts. Watch this went from house to house, preaching the gospel of Jesus, God's anointed one. Did you see that? So they were teaching them every time. The house to house is the house fellowship. Is that very clear? Acts 20 verse 7. On Sunday, we gathered to take communion and to hear Paul preach because he was planning to leave the next day. He continued speaking until past midnight. That was where somebody fell. Whilst we are preaching, you are sleepy. <laughs> the guy slept. He didn't stop Apostle Paul. As, as a matter of that's what I found strange. The guy fell. He went. Woke the person up. Brought <laughs> and continued. <laughs> yes. Yes. So if you think I am worse, I'm not. I'm not. I am very kind. Pastor Josh Lai, you are kind. Very kind. 
Yes. Ah. Ah, okay. But, well, you disagree, I'm kind. I know. By this case study, I mean, he should have said, hey, Mokowala, he was leaving the next day. Whatever they have to receive, you must receive. And, 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 and that radicality, listen to me very carefully. That is how the gospel must go. With such radicality. Yes. Because listen to me very carefully. It is an eternal matter. Yes. It's an eternal matter. Some people called me today. Pastor, it's raining. I said, come. And they were, they were on the phone. I said, ah. Come. They said, Pastor, it's really rainy. I said, come. Come. Yes. Yeah. Come. You, you want to bring your own trouble. You. Mm. Don't, don't be quiet. So this is where the people we evangelize are trained. Okay? And this is where we draw the difference between followers and trainees. Or fans. And disciples. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So the moment you become a believer, know that you must devote it to the believers' meeting, the regular teaching meetings. And that's why it is crucial that we stick to the purpose of the meeting. So that when we come to the regular teaching ministry or meetings, we don't have to add other things. If they heard the gospel and they came, they expect to hear what? The gospel. That's it. You see, and Timothy was instructed by his, his, his master, Apostle Paul. He told him, endure sound doctrine. You see, listen to me very carefully. When you were in the, uh, listen, when any time a teacher came to teach maths, I had to endure. I'm, I, Jesse, it becomes, oh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not a light burden. I had to endure. When the literature master comes, I enjoy. Yeah. I still remember the name. I don't remember the name of the mass. I don't. I don't care about. I love the BK mass. Atohesi. He take pataha. Okay. He was referring to Elisha. When the kids were mocking Elisha to climb the, the mountain. And he called fire upon the kids. He said, at that time, Elisha's, Elisha had bought her. And if you look at the man, the man is rounded. You know, like Nabrongo Amo. <laughs> and, 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 then about, he take okay. <laughs> and he himself too was half bored. The here. So <laughs> he started. <laughs> so we enjoyed that. 
And I'm sure some people too were enduring. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so, so you must understand. So some of them, when I'm teaching certain subjects, you love them. You'd enjoy them. There are other ones you have to endure. Yeah. Uh, exegesis, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You have to endure. As a matter of fact, do you know that some of the things when you are taught in class, you get them. Other things too, you don't get them. You have to go home. And read again and again before you get them. Yeah. Yes. So, the, the lecture teaches the first day, don't get a clue. The second week, third week, before the thing comes. Yeah. Because, as a matter of fact, you've been studying along to be sure that you understand. Getting bit by bit, then finally, it opens up to you. That's the way. The teaching uh, meetings, ah, and you must endear yourself to it. Otherwise, you can grow. Otherwise, you can grow. Praise God. Am I teaching you right? Okay. Look at Acts 20, 11. Now when they had come up and broken bread and eating, hey, Apostle Paul, and talked a long while, even till they break, he departed. Yeah, he departed. So he made sure he had to finish. Mm, yes, yes. Okay. Prayer meetings. We realize that... Most in prayer meetings, in most churches will be singing a lot, even more than they prayed. And then most times, testimonies would have to be shared before people would be inspired to pray. So somebody comes and stands and says, oh, when I went to work, this, 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 oh. The other time when we prayed, I got this before people are stirred to pray. So they have to see a testimony before they pray. That's a prayer meeting. So the day they don't have a testimony, what happened? How is prayer meeting going to be? What it means is that God will not answer a prayer that day. That's the mindset you are giving the people. <laughs> but you know that every prayer you pray has been answered. Did you hear what I said? Has been what? Answered. The fact that you've not seen it doesn't mean it has not been answered. The fact that something is downloading doesn't mean it, has, it hasn't been sent. Your internet is slow. Especially if you are in this part of Ghana. Yeah. Most Christians have their prayer answered, but most of them are not sensitive. <laughs> as a matter of fact, sometimes the person they have to deal with is right beside them. Let me tell you something. We have said certain things with that, with, regarding prayer for a very long time. That, oh, because you are not prepared, God does not want to give it to you. It's, there are so many things we say that we don't understand. And don't join the bandwagon in saying things. That you don't understand. Okay. Now, one of the things you have to learn in this church, especially if you sit under me, is don't talk too much. Yeah. Don't talk too much. Talk little. It will help you. Now, watch this. I prayed. I'm expecting something. Because me, myself, I am not prepared for what I'm asking for. I will do things that will cause me not to receive what I ask for. So it's not God. It's me. So it is my own blandness regarding how I'm even expecting what I'm expecting. That will cost me. It's not God. How I would approach it. How I am even looking forward for it. How I deal with people regarding those things that I'm asking for. So it's not God. It's me. But what actually happens is that 
in that same process, I am trained. And when I am apt, I receive it. That's what I call God's timing. Is that very clear? Let's continue. Acts 1.14. These all continued with one accord in what? In what? In prayer and what? Supplication. With the woman, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. So all of them were in the prayer meeting. Is that very clear? Is that very clear? So when they received the expression of the Holy Spirit, all of them received together. Did you understand that? Did all of them prepare themselves for it? So did all of them receive it? Is that very, very clear? So if all of us prepare, all of us will what? Receive. Okay. Look at Acts 4, 23 to 24. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priest and elders had said unto them. And when they had departed, they heard it that they lifted up their voice with one accord. Can you realize that every time they are talking about prayer, they say with what? Yes, with one accord. And they said what they had to say. 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaking where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. So they prayed together. When they had prayed together, they went for evangelistic meeting what? Together. Can you see they were doing everything together? Nobody was saying, as for me, I'll not go for prayer. I'll only come for evangelistic meeting. As for me, I'll only come for uh, teaching service. I won't come for prayer. As for me, I'll do what I want to do. No, that's not. Can you see why each one of them was walking in the supernatural? Okay. Look at Acts 12, 5. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Did you see that? Oh, did you see that? Look at, look at Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, mm-hmm, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto Is that very clear? 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 to 18. Pray without Seizing in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. First Timothy 2 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks be made for all men. Very important. You must attend prayer meetings. Some of you, you are specialists in coming for prayer meetings late. You decide you want to pray. We said we are praying for three hours, but you decide you want to pray for one hour or two hours. So every time I see that you come at, maybe we said six, you come at seven. So you pray for two hours. You know that the next one hour I'm going to share. So you have decided I will pray for two hours. You are not in obedience. You are being trained and you are just shortchanging your own exercise in prayer. Are you getting the point? Yes. Because it is an exercise. It's an exercise. And when you get used to it, it's for your benefit. Praise God. Listen to me. The more you pray, the more you flow. (laughs) The whole thing we are doing is linked together. All the meetings are linked together. The more knowledge you have, the more your prayer works. True or false? And the more your prayer works, the more you flow in the supernatural. (laughs) Everything is knitted what? Together. It's knitted together. We have healing service. Healing service. Normally, this is an offshoot 
of evangelistic services. It is normally an offshoot of evangelistic services. We see Acts 8, 7. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed. Are you there? Okay? So, so it is normally an offshoot of an evangelist, evangelistic um, service. There was also one of the days Peter went into one of the believers' meeting. He heard one of the believers was sick. You know about Dorcas and all of that. Yes. You know, and he prayed for Dorcas to rise up and all of that. So it's normally more like an offshoot. Maybe something in the service and God wants to do something within the service and they take advantage and, 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 and the believers are healed. Are you getting the point? Or you go for evangelistic meeting and then it happens there. Because it's accompanied with signs and wonders. Beautiful. Now we have the next meeting. The Believer's Holy Ghost meeting. Now this is the highest of all the Believer's meetings. This is the highest of all the Believer's meetings. Why? Because in all the other meetings, one person ministers. But in the Holy Ghost meeting, we minister one to another. We minister one to another. Say we minister one to another. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 14, 26 to 27. Very important. Okay. Let's all read this together. Very important. Very, very important. Everybody lift up your head. Let's all go. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together? So check this. The, the, whenever you come together. Is that very clear? Okay, good. Yes. Each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. 27. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three each in turn, and let one interpret. This is the characteristic of the Holy Ghost meeting. We minister one towards another. But all things must be done in what? Edification. Say edification. So you can see that the utterance gifts and the revelational gifts are very prominent. Can you see that? Can you see that? Yeah. Very prominent. Yes, and the revelational gifts. Okay, so you can see that the Holy Ghost meeting recognizes the gifts of the believers. You see, we like to Africanize everything. And that's why we do the Holy Ghost meetings in many churches the way we do them. So you see one person, the superman, and he's the one who is going to give prophecy. He's the one who's going to do this. So by the time we finish, he's the superman. But that is not it. No. We are meant to minister one word. Another. So whilst we continue exercising our gifts of the Holy Spirit, we grow in them. And that's how come by the time you realize, we each enter into the offices of the pastor who is a teacher. Are you getting it? Of the prophets, of the apostles, and of the evangelists. Is that very clear? 
So you see, in the Holy Ghost meeting, we practice the gifts of the Spirit with one another. And we bless one another. Praise God. Okay. It was at such meeting in Acts 13 verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Separate now for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Are you very clear? Very clear. So in the Holy Ghost meeting, anything can happen. And, and because it has to do with, listen very carefully to this one, it has to do with we ministering to one another. There is no way I can be a blessing to you and you can be a blessing to me if I don't honor the gift of God in you. So if I'm looking at you, but I'm looking at you condescendingly, if I'm looking at you and seeing you, that you, you are not pure. You, you are this. You, you are that. I have despised you, therefore I despise your gifts. <laughs> so you see, when we come into the Holy Ghost meetings, we must come with the understanding that everybody is a vessel that God will use to be a blessing to me. If I despise them, I miss out on a blessing in the meeting. So woe unto me that I don't talk to somebody or I have strife with somebody because I'm not the one to choose whom God is going to use. I'm not the one. <laughs> I'm not the one. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Now, what is very significant as well is this. Check 1 Corinthians 12, the gifts of the Spirit. Romans 12, we also have the gifts of the Spirit. Think from verse 8 or so. 1 Peter 4 also speaks to that. Now listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. The gifts of the Spirit are gifts. That's the first thing you must They are gifts. And they are the gifts of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit that is in you has gifts. So the gifts are also in you. Is that very clear? So you are the one to now release these gifts that are odd. Now, why were you given the gifts? Because the day you got born again, you were born into a new kingdom. And the kingdom operates differently from the kingdom of the world. And because he knows that you are going to have obstructions from the kingdom of the world regarding your new status, he aided you with these gifts. So that you will bless one another in the kingdom with these gifts. Is that very clear? So, if you look at the gifts, you have the power gifts, you have the utterance gifts. Are you getting the point? You have the revelational gifts. You will see that everything that all of us has, have to do in life are in these three categories. <laughs> everything. Oh, true or false? Either it is a knowledge problem, it's a wisdom problem. Or it's a power problem. Hey, true or false? So he's giving us these gifts so that we can bless what? One another. In other words, we can solve our problems. So now, when you're sick, you operate the gift and you receive what? Healing. So when you don't have money, you're still fine. Ah, are you getting it? 
when it is complicated and the doctors can't handle it, you steal by the gift. So, it is complicated for the unbelievers. They have money, tons of money, but they can, but for you, <laughs> free of charge. And it's dealt with. And sometimes you need a brother. Hey. hey are you getting the point? Yeah. All right. Sometimes it's a wisdom problem and you don't know what to do. He gives liberally. And the gift is in you. Pam. So you see, you come to the Holy Ghost meeting and there's something. I mean, just like the one, I mean, when we had the Holy Ghost meeting, uh, I mean, the other day when Pastor Chris said, oh, let's speak to one another. I mean, there was one of the brothers. I just told him. There's a wisdom problem. It's an issue you didn't have to do. You are receiving wisdom instantly. And he jumped. It's like, thank you. So, and <laughs> straight away, he received the wisdom. He said, I know how to deal with this. Sometimes it's something you don't know that you need to know. And in the meeting, your brother or your sister brings your attention. Yes. I think last in the meeting, one of the guys prophesied to me. And he told me. He said, in how many days? You forgot? Yes. And so, I told her, write the day down. Give me the... the She's calculus, so dance calculation, I trade. <laughs> and, and so I was waiting, I was looking forward for the day. And right from that day, I started, he said, you'll be operating the supernatural in the most powerful way. And how God is going to, yes. And, and I can see it happening. Yes. And I'm not sure he's, I didn't know him, whether he was a pastor, I didn't, but I took what he said seriously. I you see, so, so, so listen to me. That these, these have been designed by God for the body. Watch, 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 watch what he says in Ephesians. He said he fills his body up. Do you remember that? In Ephesians 1. Eh? I think 21 or so. Eh? He fills it up. He fills it up. He does what? So this is what fills up the body. Watch this. The fruit of the spirit is for our character and conduct. The gift of the spirit is for our operation and execution. <laughs> we don't lack anything. We don't. We don't. We don't. So when you are coming for the Holy Ghost meeting, you are coming with honor and respect for your sister and your brother. And watch me. You can do it instantaneously. Uh So you wait for Holy Ghost meetings before you decide to honor your brother or your sister. It won't work. So don't don't deceive yourself. Ah, 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 Are you getting the point now? Uh Or you wait before you honor pastor. No. You must walk in honor. You must what? You must walk in honor for one another. How do you do that? Yes. Don't be gossiping about one another with one another. Don't. Don't. When you're talking, talk well about them with great expectation for them. Is that very clear? Yes. Yes. Very important. See, as you continue to do that, you are always walking in love. Always walking in love. Why are you doing that? So you don't miss your word. You don't miss your blessing. You don't miss your blessing. There are certain hindrances. Okay, good. Which is his body, the fullness of him who what? Fills all in all. Yes. It's 23. Okay. Ephesians 1, 23. You understand it? Yes. 
Okay, so, so it's very key. Now, there are things that stop the flow, the flow in the Holy Ghost. Sin consciousness. I'm not worthy. Stop it before it stops you. Stop it. Say stop it before. Yes. Is that very clear? Yes. Guilt consciousness. Do you remember Peter? How many of you remember Peter? He denied Jesus three times. There's not a single story of Peter's flaw. They should have stopped him when he was about to speak. Hey, keep quiet. Are you not the one who betrayed him? Are you the one to speak? But you see how they honored him as the set man to lead the charge. And he himself never felt the guilt. <laughs> so he, when he was saying that love covers multitude of sins. Somebody said, I said multitudes. <laughs> multitude of sins. I always get baffled. Multitude. Sins. Multitude sins because the guy knows he was covered, never to be remembered forever and ever. So don't go and dig your sin. Yes, you have been made holy, so you are holy. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. The second is familiarity with one another. Familiarity with what? Matthew 10 40 to 43. Familiarity with one another. He that receiveth you, receiveth me. He that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Everybody go. He that receiveth a prophet in the shall. Okay. So if I am prophesying to you and you are seeing me as Josh, what reward are you going to receive? <laughs> If you see me as a prophet, then you will receive what? The prophet's reward. Simple. Is that very clear? Look at the last one. The last one speaks to you and I. Go. A righteous man in the name shall. So if your sister or your brother is ministering to you, and you are familiar with them, and you don't see them as righteous. Because they are your brother, your sister, you know maybe something that happened, and so because of that, or I mean, they tell you stuff. So you, you tell yourself stuff. So you say, hey. <laughs> You didn't hear what I said. <laughs> Are you the one going to tell me this? Let God speak from somewhere, my brother. This one, not you. So you see, you saw them in their mistake. You received the reward of their mistake. You missed your blessing. Are you getting the point? Very important. Familiarity. Familiarity. So it's important that we see each other the way God sees all of us. Praise God. Is that very clear? 1 Corinthians 1, 3. I'll finish right now. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father. And from what? The Lord Jesus Christ. What did he tell them? Grace what? Grace be unto. Are you telling me that they have not done anything wrong? Uh, so you see, you, so, so you see, as much as he would 
speak to them, exhort them, and all of that, he respects the grace of God upon their lives. Never would he ever say, you are not God's children. Never. Never. Yeah. You see why he spoke about they taking themselves to court. You remember that? First Corinthians 6, 5 to 8. I say this to move you to shame. Can it be that there really is not one man among you who in action is governed by piety and integrity and is wise and competent enough to decide the private grievances, disputes, and quarrels between members of the brotherhood, but brother goes to law against brother, and that before Gentile judges who are unbelievers, without faith or trust in the gospel of Christ. Why? The very fact that you're having lawsuits with one another at all is a defect, a defeat, an evidence of positive moral loss for you. Why not rather let yourself suffer wrong and be deprived of what is your due? Why not rather be cheated, defrauded, and robbed? But instead, it is you yourselves who wrong and defraud, and that even your own brethren by so treating them. Listen to me. The worst thing a church can do to itself is to live in dishonor with one another. The devil just sits back and relaxes. He doesn't need to do any work. He doesn't need. Are you here with me? He doesn't need to do any work. His work is already done. You will do it for him. Oh, yeah. You are the one who will tell everybody what the brother or the sister did. So the devil is fine. You are the one. That will trumpet it around. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see what brother has done. Yeah. yeah. Waiting for something to happen to people. No. It's not our lot. It's not our position. It's not in our nature. We believe the best for one another. Praise God. Never ever say, I hate this brother. I hate this sister. I can never be well with this sister. Never. Don't ever let it come from your mouth. Never. The last scripture, 1 Corinthians 11.30. Read it. Okay, so what is this? What does it mean? Hmm? So what do you think it is? Dishonor. Okay, how do we know it's dishonor? Mm -hmm. Because the theme of 1 Corinthians 11 was division. How they were looking down on one another. Yes, that the communication is the same thing. So it's the fellowship problem. If you say worthy, how worthy can they have the, the communion? That will make it worthy. <laughs> Tell me how. If you, th you think it's the administration of wine and bread and how they don't do it well. Are you getting the point? Uh -huh. Or you are saying that, okay, it's the believer who has done something wrong. That's why they're sick. Eh? So God kills them. Oh, yes, with sickness, with weakness, and then they die. Okay. So, let's find out now. Okay. Who takes what you call communion and has not done anything wrong? Who? No, you. You? D did you understand it? You understood it. Okay. So, nobody. Okay. So, if, what I mean, if we came to church and we say we are going to have communion, who comes here and has not done anything wrong? In the day, they have not missed it. So, so is that what is killing them? Dishonoring one another because they can't use 
their gifts to bless one another. It is leading many to be weak. Hey, are you getting the point? The weakness is in spiritual weakness. Do you understand the point? Sick. And it has led people to death. And this one is talking about physical death. People have died. So he said something to them. Look at the 17 before the 30. Please, all of us, lift up your head. Look at this. Look at what he said to them before he said what he said. Go. So you see what the problem is. You see what the problem is. When they meet together, it is not for the better, but for what? They are meeting together must nourish one, but they are meeting together rather divides what? Do you know why wonderful things are happening amongst us? Because we stand together. I'm telling you. And now we understand the things of the spirit. Are you getting the point? Yes. So we are flowing. The moment we kill that, our knowledge won't do anything. And <laughs> know that. The day you say, oh, pastor, these days you are not flowing. Ask what you are doing with one another. Yes. Why? You are breaking the front. Yes. You are going to kill our body. Yes. You pollute all of us. Why are you here? Go to your brother. Go to your sister. Settle it. Is that very clear? Yes. All right. Have you been blessed? Speak to the word. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. <laughs>